systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. You never feel like more of a, uh, like a scumbag (laughs) for folks out there who imbibe in the in the marijuana, in the states that, you know, have their heads screwed on straight and they don't tell you what to do with your fucking body when you're an adult. So, you know, you ever sat there for people who drink? There's like one drop left in the bottle and you're sitting there like trying to get the one drop out. You're like, ah, the one drop. Let me guess. You're trying to get the one like last like <laughs> puff out of your vape pen. I have like one, like, like, look at that. I have like a minuscule amount of oil left in this vape pen. And I'm like, I'm going to get the one last puff out Would of it. Would you like me to go to the dispensary <laughs> this week? I'm just like, no, I'm also a cheap Polak. So like, I can't allow myself to not like fully drain this thing. Well, drain it. And then I'll go well, to yeah, the dispensary. Sure. There's always more folks. It's just weird. It's the same thing when you were a smoker, right? Anyone out there? I mean, and, and I know smoking is kind of like, you know, not, in, it's not cool anymore. But for those of us that, that, uh, you know, you had, you, you smoked in your life. I did for like 20, 25 years, long time. Um, there were times when maybe you'd like put out like half a cigarette and then you would, you know, have a halfy and then you'd light it up later. And you always felt kind of scummy doing that. You were like, oh, really? Am I lighting up like half-burnt cigarettes? Which is funny because we do that with marijuana joints all the time. You save it for later. Yeah. But and for cigarettes, that's scummy? I don't know. Like, I always felt like, I, I, I felt like, you know, half of me is like, you should enjoy a fresh cigarette. And the other half of me is like, this shit costs too much. You have to, like, you know, use every last minuscule part of it, right? Yesterday, um, I was at an Irish dance competition, and we were talking about um, the judges taking breaks because they you know they take five minute breaks i thought you were gonna talk about the judges taking bribes oh no well they do that too that's normally what we're gonna talk about not all but some hold on maybe they take a break to get the bribe to get the bribe they're meeting somebody out they don't know who to actually rig the contest for until they take the break and you give them the bribe we were joking about um you know judges who take smoke breaks because they it's it's just hard because these competitions always notoriously run behind and then you know uh, one of my fellow dancers who used to run a fest she goes ah these judges and their cigarette breaks she's like they have to have them and then she's like they need another break then because oh yeah they have to go to the bathroom well no she's like they need another break because they have to go to the bathroom and they need something to drink and then they need another cigarette break yeah and I was kind of telling her about when I used to be a supervisor at the zoo. And, you know, half my employees smoked and half didn't. And it it caused a rift. I mean, I remember people complaining, why do the smokers get all these little breaks and yep. the rest of us just get our lunch? Like, And it was a legit complaint. And I'm like, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I'm not a smoker and I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Which I, um, I feel like there were two kind of uh, workplace, and this is back, you know, Back in the olden days, there were kind of those uh, two areas where we fought about that, um, which was smoking, yeah. right, because of the breaks. Yeah. And listen, I am a literal ex-smoker who used to take those breaks. I get it. Um, and, and let's be honest, most smokers don't smoke super fast because no, they want to enjoy it's a it. relax. Yeah, yeah, you're not going in there real fast. It never bothered me, the smokers who would, like, just plug through their cigarette in but five But the ones who were, like, relaxing, having conversation. They're, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, like, this is like your lunch break now. So I feel like it was in the workplace, it was the non-smokers complaining about the smokers going, well, they get all these breaks, yeah. I don't get these breaks. And then in the workplace, and this is one I've heard about more recently, and I'll say, like, the last five, ten years, um, people with children yes. get, I don't want to say preferential treatment, Yes. But they get kind of a little bit, a bigger option. So I just had this discussion Did with you my really? sister. Yeah. Get out of, oh, yeah, because your sister is a dink. She's, She's a is, double income, no kids. Like, does not want children. No. She's in her late 30s. She's close to not even being able to have them. Yeah. So her life has been just her, her husband, their careers, their pets. That's it, yeah. And they enjoy life. So that's it. that's always her biggest complaint is that um, she's like, the people I work with with kids mm-hmm. 
ask off all the time, but they do it early enough so that I can't then ask off. And she's like, it's all, and she, she's coming out here to visit. And she's like, I have to check with my coworkers because they're all going to take off during their kids spring break, which means I have to be there because I don't have kids. And she had to work out coming to visit here around a coworker's kids spring break. She she find and and she's kind of just accepted it. She used to complain about it a lot. She's like, you know, they all they they get off or whatever they want. They all got to work from home during the pandemic. I didn't, which I, I agree. That's not exactly. It's well, not fair. Yeah, I mean, you can't penalize somebody for not wanting to have children. I mean, I had one friend who worked in kind of that environment with with no kids and like a corporate environment, and their big thing was that. Um, it was almost like more work was put upon them because they didn't have kids. It was saying, yeah. oh, we need someone to be on call this weekend. Oh, well, it can be Joe because Joe doesn't have any kids. You yeah. know, Lisa, she has to take the kids. I think they have a birthday party. So let's make yeah. sure he's on call where he's like, no, it should just be a rotating order yeah. of who's on call. And that was kind of, you know, what I heard from folks. Yeah, my sister's very much like she used to complain a ton about her yeah. coworkers with kids. And she's just kind of at a point now where she's like, I accept it and I know better she's like i asked early enough now that i could get and and she's like my boss was really quick to give me the vacation time and i'm like that's because you never vacation time ask for it don't let these parents override your vacation time you deserve it too it doesn't matter if you have kids or not and listen i'm not saying there's not gonna be times that maybe you're gonna add you know little common fucking courtesy hey man uh you know it's it's a blizzard uh you know uh you know uh joanne has the three little ones who are all now at home because of no school I know you'd like to call off. Is there any way you could make it in? Because I can't get yeah. hurt. Yes, there's going to be moments like that. Sure. But no, you should overall, you know, especially with vacation days. My big thing is here's who you need to talk to. I've learned this. You need to talk to government employees. Oh, my God. About yeah. vacation days because a government employee, they use their vacation day and they say, here's my uh, time off request. And if you fucking look at them sideways yeah. or dare even say for what? You will find your, I mean, it is a powerful environment for the employee because it is none of your fucking business. Well, government right? employees and, and union employees, yeah. I found well, that which like, most government employees yeah. are part of some union. Yeah. There was, there, there got to, there was a point at my job where they told me, my management told yeah. me, stop telling us why you're taking off work. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah. It's none of our they're business. Like, and, and they're like, it just creates clutter in your request off. <laughs> they're just, like, just, just, I need the day off. Yeah. And they're like, just tell us you need the time off. Yeah. And, I mean, I've never, I think there was only one time they scheduled me and I said, listen, if it's really a diet, you can but yeah it's amazing how they're like there are no questions asked no man and you'll get it and if you don't get it you tell your union rep and oh my god will the shit hit the fan i mean which is a weird i mean what does that say for for some other folks where they feel like they have to not just give a um you know a, a form of saying hey i have 21 hours of personal time off i'd like to take 14 of them um that they've been trained now to then justify it Right. Yes. That it's not just part of my benefit package here. I work here. I earned these. I'd like to use them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's also a little, well, here's the reason why. Yeah. And that's, I, I've yeah. still got that like corporate guilt, the yeah. non-union guilt that from working in radio <laughs> with, without a, being yeah. part of a union and having any protection. I, I always felt guilty asking yeah. for time off. I always felt bad about it. I would, I mean, I would say, Hey, if I can have this day off, I'll work this holiday. And like, even now I, still have a hard time transitioning into asking for time off without yeah. justifying it didn't uh didn't your therapist say that that like um you have like what is it apologist like written all over your yeah, face yeah. that like i apologize for everything yeah yeah, yeah. i know like, that there's there's not a chance i'm, that you, I'm aware i'm aware. A, self-aware i stopped though i'm self-aware stopped. like we have a lot of stuff planned in february because oh, because the winter here is when everything happens because it's it's livable outside yeah so all this stuff is happening in february we have like two we have like two concerts two, two you're, you're being nice i think there's like fucking five and we're going to like a wrestling event and like a music event i mean there's a ton of stuff and i, I was avoiding asking off just because it's so much stuff and you know what the other night yeah. i went into my little portal and yeah. i was like Click, 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 click. Oh, fuck you. Because then when I really look at it, I'm like, it's just, it's almost just a bunch of nights. Yeah. I'm like, it's not like I'm taking a week off. And I, I didn't feel bad about no, it. It shouldn't. was a breakthrough. You shouldn't. A breakthrough. Go enjoy your life. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome on in. Pat and AJ podcast here. 
179th episode is yeah, what you're listening to. I thought 179th was last week. I don't think. Hold on. Let me check. No. 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 Okay. The next one's 180 then. Um, although I did find out something fun in case you guys are wondering. In, um, I don't mean to question your counting, okay. by the way. I just, I, I don't keep track, obviously. I literally open up my Spotify, yeah. right? And I just look at the the most recent one. It says 178 was, was released on the 6th okay. of uh, January. Uh, although, if you listen to episode 177, which was actually our New Year podcast, everyone, you may have noticed when you downloaded it that you got yourself a little warning about COVID-19. That's right. Oh, really? You got a little warning on there. That's because Joe I, Rogan doesn't get a fucking warning. No. I get a fucking warning. That's because we talked about. We I talked had, about. Well, I, I mean, had COVID over Christmas. I have it in the description. It says, "Welcome to 2023." We we rang in the new year with COVID, colds, and oral surgeries. And then there's a little warning. You click on it, and it's a COVID nineteen guide, and it just it's like it's like Spotify's little thing. This has to be a reaction to all that Joe Rogan shit, right? This Probably, has to be yeah. like like warnings. That's a crazy algorithm, though, because, you know, no one's listening to this shit. This is, I mean, not like from Spotify. Yeah. Like, that's like an AI program that was able to scan and be like, oh, they're talking about COVID. Let's make Let's sure that. put the warning on put a, it. Yeah. Put a warning on it. Which, by the way, don't fucking take your COVID advice from me. No. Jesus Christ. Listen, to, like they, listen to the professional. That's the thing. They put the warnings on there <laughs> for, the, for misinformation. For the idiots. Yeah, for the idiots. For uh, We were just saying, yeah. I had COVID. That that's all it. we said. That was all we were saying. I said, I had COVID, and that was it. I'm not going to feed you misinformation. Like, right? why, why, how would I do that? So I wonder if we got that little warning on... Uh, I'm sure it is, yeah. On uh, everywhere, where, wherever you listen to us. But anyways, here we are, 179th episode of Pat and AJ Podcast. Appreciate you uh, so much for uh, being here. Let me give Pat a round of applause. Thank you very much. What is it for? What is it in for? A circle Thank for, you for getting out of the house on a Friday night. Fuck, you know, with other people. It's just, I really, and I've been telling my clients this because it's the new year, right? I'm like, I don't just sing it; I bring it, right? Like, I can't just um, help folks out and uh, give advice that I wouldn't take myself, right? Even though everyone's situation is, is is different, we all need different things to cope. But one thing that is a Pretty constant, I will say, is figuring out people's socializing habits, right? Yeah. And I say that because we're really, you know, I mean, not just the COVID thing, but just the way everything is now. It's easier to be isolated. Yeah. And when you're dealing with some mental health struggles, sometimes that isolation is not good. It's not good. It can feel good. Yeah. Like it can feel like I'm staying in my own uh, cocoon my and safe bubble. I get I'm it. safe. Yeah. Because uh, out there is scary, and I can deal with my emotions better in here than there. But there really is a power in getting out there. And I realize myself that I'm not getting out there enough. And- no, Pat's very much one of those people where, like, he'll go out if he plans it. Yeah. But if somebody else plans it, he clams up not immediately. My thing, right? He's like, nope. I, I, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not. And I'm like, just go. Even just like, go. uh Oh God! What'd you try to invite me to? And we didn't end up going, which was funny because I I tried to book us for something else. I tried to book us for a Dead Mouse concert, and then AJ, holy fuck, she comes to me and she goes, "Hey, there's a house party that I want you to go to." When the heck was that? I don't know. It was some friend from your dance? I don't fucking know. Someone from Wisconsin that moved here, but I remember she's like, "Hey, there's this party." Oh and, yeah, it was yeah. a birthday party. It yeah. was a birthday party, and then I go. Of course, I have the counter and go, oh, well, I bought us tickets to go see Dead Mouse. And you're like, well, we can't go to that. We got to go to this house party. And it was just what you described where it's my, if I plan it, it's one thing. And if someone else plans it, it's another thing. And I realized, I was like, oh, and no. The, you know what the best part is? We didn't end up going to, to we, either. We did not. You know why? It was my fault. And this goes back to what we were <laughs> yeah, just talking you. about yeah. is that I requested yeah, off for that work. night. Yeah. And forgot that I work in the news and that they can schedule me for an overnight. Yeah. So they scheduled me at like one in the morning, yeah. which meant I couldn't go out you, and do anything anyway. You take AJ out to a concert till fucking midnight. And <laughs> I got to work. work. So I've, I've learned. Okay. Yeah, that was. The, but but like, that's a great example where I was yeah. all set to go to this Dead Mouse show. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a great time. A couple hours out. Right. I mean, that's the epitome of, of getting out. And then you switched it to, hey, why don't we do this other thing? And that made me clam up. Yes. And then, of course, we did nothing. So with that being said, I realize that I, too, because I work from home and my only real outside exposure is I pick up my son from school five days a week. That's it. So I need to do more. I need to get out. So when AJ says, hey, we're going to go see a comedy show at a cafe <laughs> on Friday, make sure you're there. I go, okay, I'll go. 
I mean, it wasn't a hard sell. That is like those are two kind of amazing things put together. I mean, I am a, like this is something else. You you probably know if you listen. If not, I'll let you in. I'm like a, a stand up comedy nerd. There's certain forms of entertainment that really just I'm interested in, and stand up comedy is because we're I, both big stand up fans. We're both SNL fans. Yeah, we like that like, kind of stuff. I just yeah. I like that. I like the artistic performance of it. I like kind of the purity of it because it's not fucked with by corporate America. No. Um, and, and so. And young comics are the best because they really need us there to yeah. help them become what they want to become. So I said, oh, yeah, man, local comics doing their thing. It's for a charity yeah, event. So, and, and my friends, uh, Jenny and JJ, are smart. They just bought the tickets yeah. and said, I hope you can come, <laughs> which is brilliant. Because I'm like, yeah. And I've, I was like, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, I've tried that twice in the past year with AJ. Guess what's happened each time? Yeah, I sold those fucking tickets, well, right? Well, you buy <laughs> They're smart where they do it, and you're like, yes, I do it, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. You are aware, though, that you buy a shit ton of tickets for a shit ton of events, I right? Like, it have, gets, it's overwhelming almost. There is a quote from, and I know he's kind of... So, for me seeing my friends Jenny and JJ once every few months versus you buying Listen, tickets for shit every single week is a bit much. There is a quote from April Margera. This is Bam. I love yeah. Bam. Bam Margera's mother. It's from years ago oh, when he, he was really in the thick of some shit. Not that he's totally out of he's it. He's kind of in the thick of some more shit, but now. he's kind of in the in the getting out of the it's a different thing. Yeah, different. yeah. But when he was going through some real shit, and he was like, you know, really fucking just. Rah, his mom said to, I believe, a therapist, he has spent more money on airline tickets that he hasn't used. It blows my mind. And it was pretty much like he would book these, you know, flights because you got to you're a celebrity. You're going from here to there, there to there. And he would just get fucked up and miss the flights. Yeah. And those are not refundable. Right. No. I mean, you spend 500 bucks on a flight. But if you do that like seven times a month, it's three thousand yeah. dollars a month. And then you got to spend another three thousand. And I never related more to that statement to when I looked at all the concerts over the past two years. I shit you not that I bought in tickets to that don't end up getting used. I'll tell you right now. Such a waste. Right now. Dead Mouse. We had yeah. two tickets to Dead Mouse. Didn't bought them. Couldn't sell them. We had two <laughs> two VIP tickets to Electric Daisy told Carnival. Told you not to buy those. I told you not to Nevada, buy them. Nevada. Las Vegas. Purchased. Paid for. Didn't use them. Although not totally, you know, our faults. It's just I have to throw it in there because it's funny. It, it, it falls into it. Uh, last year, Dead and Company, or the year before, coming through Phoenix, bought two tickets. AJ didn't use her ticket, right? I had a migraine. I'm like, I, listen, Ticketmaster has made so much fucking money off me. I should buy stock in that fucking company because I've just been donating my funds to it. So we did get out, okay? It was a lot of fun. It was at a cafe. I'm not quite. Can you explain the concept yes. of, of a cafe for because anyone who there doesn't was know? A, uh, there's actually uh, one in Michigan that I went to and like took video of, which was Ferndale, awesome. right? Yeah, it was. It's still in. How the fuck do I still remember that? Yeah, it was, it's on Livernoise. <laughs> uh, not Livernoise. Livernoise. Sorry, I should know better. Um, basically, a cafe is like a nonprofit little organization it's like a shelter for cats except you can come hang out with the cats it's not like the humane society where you walk through and they're in cages they're running around running you know laying on on couches and you can like some places do have like coffee and drinks you can just sit there hang out and these cats will hang out with you and the hope is that maybe somebody will adopt one of the cats i feel like it was a reaction to and i don't know if this is just me because i grew up with uh, very cheap uh uh, polish immigrant uh, families we looked for anything to do that was free well yeah and I don't know about you, but my mom on multiple occasions on Sundays or the weekends, we'd go to the fucking Humane Society, like just to look at animals. And if you don't know, and I think we learned this after working with so many Humane Societies, right? They're volunteer organizations. Yeah. A lot of people put in their, their personal time, this and that. They're not really meant to be hangouts like a hangout no. it's not a bowling alley right like no. you're there for business and i feel like someone finally said i'm so tired of people fucking coming here who just want to play with cats or play with dogs they yeah. have no intention of actually adopting. adopting so we don't need to do meet and greets because that's a lot of time right they gotta yeah. take the dog out of the crate put you in a room with them so someone said fuck it let's just make a place where people can hang out with these animals and they'll just donate money brilliant yeah. 
Brilliant. So our ticket price went straight to the cafe. And it was really smart what they did because they have three levels. Um, They have the first two levels where you can kind of sit and hang out. The third level is just like a room, but it's the kitten room. But you can't really hang out in there. It's just a room. There's a couch. There's a couch, but I mean, it, it wouldn't been it yeah. wouldn't have been conducive for multiple people. And to hang I mean, out in just there. to set this whole place up, yeah, like it is literally set up like just there's tons of. I, as one of the comics said, it is set up nicer than your than your house. Oh yeah, there are more couches, there are more hidey holes, there's TVs. Yeah. I mean, these it's literally a house that all these cats live in. Because if there's something people will donate to, it's it's homeless Fuck animals. Yeah. Animals, right? We don't care. Listen, I could tell you today that my father died. Which he very well could. He's on his fucking deathbed. I can tell you today my father died. You'd be like, oh, okay. I tell you my dog died. You go, oh. Devastating. I'm so sorry. So it was very smart the way they did it. They had multiple comics, and um, we were uh, you were either on the first floor or the second floor, and the comics rotated. So if you were on the second floor, you saw all the same comics that the first floor did, and they would just come through. Um, you know, we're old now, so it started at 7, <laughs> and we were home by 9, you guys. That was the, you know what? Holy the, shit, was that, it amazing. That was... A good part, although I would have liked to have had a, like I, I really kind of went right from work to this thing. Well, and yeah, I, so I did wish our I, friend Jenny. She was wearing like her work clothes. Yeah, like I wish I would have had a little bit of time to like just fucking relax and clear my mind because you know you're dealing with, like people's traumas all day, and then it's like let's laugh. Oh, I also wish, and and it, they kind of closed up right as it ended, which I think if they would have been oh, maybe my. open for one more hour, people would have hung out Let longer. Let me tell you something. Like me. Let me tell you something. I love my wife. I love her. She's a fucking star. I've always said that, right? I was a fucking schlocky radio DJ. No one really gave a fuck until we started doing the Pat and AJ thing. And then they're like, oh, this is kind of a thing. You guys are good. And I'm like, it's because of her. It's not because of me. My wife was the goddamn star of this comedy show, and she wasn't even on stage. One, if you want to know how to have fun with AJ, you know how they, there's like toys out there. They say wind them up and then just set them down and, and, and they run. Get AJ mildly inebriated before <laughs> any event. Like, I forget how much of a professional stoner I am. Like, I'm like fucking Willie. And I'm hanging he's out. He's kind of high all day. Yeah. Like, like you he's know, a little high all day like, long. You know, there's a little buzz going on all the time. And trust me, when he's not, you can tell. <laughs> and then, like, AJ's kind of like that kid in college who's still getting, you know. like I'm he's still like a binge drinker. You yeah. know, like, like they're just learning that. Like, they don't got to hide this shit from their parents, you know. So, because we're adults. And it was like a bring your own beverage sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. They they had like non-alcoholic beverages yeah. there. But if you wanted alcohol, you could bring it. Yeah. You could bring your own food. So, like, that was the first thing AJ tells me. She goes, hey, it's it's BYOB. And then, of course, I go, well, why not BYOD? Which should be bring your own drugs, right? I'm like, <laughs> why is it only booze? I don't drink. So, we smoked a joint yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, so, obviously, I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, you can't. I can't smoke in there, even though you can drink your fucking bottle of wine. I know. So, I said, well, let's, you know, we can puff on a joint in in the parking lot beforehand. So, no big deal, right? Little puff, puff. Uh, and like I said, it's like Willie hanging with the freshman in college. And I quickly realized. I don't get high. Holy like, shit. She does not get high, like, recreationally. It is very no. medical. She takes a little edible at night when she's laying down. And it's an indica with some CBD. And it helps her go to sleep. And I puff on my vape pen when I'm anxious. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And within like fucking four minutes, I mean, it, it's already over simulation because there's cats everywhere, but now it's a buzzed up AJ with cats with comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It right. So fun. She was a fucking highlight of the entire <laughs> night for both comics, people in attendance, the cats, obviously, because yeah. <laughs> she's just fucking laughing hysterically. Any joke, any comic through a plus joke with her. <laughs> they were all fucking dingers, right? Uh, and then the cats, and then I'm trying to like, you know, the comedy show ends and again, we're old people, right? So it's like over by like nine o'clock. These comics are probably going out to another I was saying, show that that night. was their first show. Of the that night. was the first yeah. show of the night. Now they're going to some other comedy club. They have a set at like nine 30, 10 30 when people are really drunk and then it gets fun. But AJ, you know, they're, they're very nice. Like, you know, I can read a room. I've worked before, especially events. And I know when the events are over, the staff are like, get. The fuck the out. Fuck out. <laughs> Me and you have worked a million. Remember the old Michigan food beer wines? Yes. And when like we say quitting time is, 
And then all these fucking inebriated people just stand there like they didn't hear us. And we're like, please get the fuck out so we can That's leave. That's the hardest part about these events. Get is the that fuck out. When people are really starting to get bo- like drugged yeah. and boozed That's up when and it's having over. a good time, then it's over and you've got to kick out these people having a great time. It's hard. So we do the comedy show afterwards, you know, everyone, of course, playing with the kitties, a little tip jar, you're throwing in money for the comics, and I cannot get AJ out of this place. They're fucking, they're, they're doing everything short of saying, the old, if you don't work here, or you ain't fucking someone who works here, you need to get the fuck out. Remember that line from uh, the bars? They were damn near doing that. They were turning off lights. They were they were hurting people, not cats, out the door. And it wasn't just me. Like I said, no, everybody, no, no, no. Lots had, of people. everybody lots of people. had just started having this great time, and they're like, we're closing up. And everybody's like, huh? So like, what? AJ is buzzed up, overstimulated, playing with cats. And I'm sitting there like, we've got to go. And she gave me, like a, like a toddler, she goes, five more minutes. Five minutes. Give me five minutes. I had to say goodbye to each cat that I had greeted when I came You're in. You're like a little kid at the park where you're like, we got to go. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. I need five minutes. It was so funny, though. <laughs> I, I was talking to my sister about it, and she yeah. was like, isn't it kind of awkward because it's such a small venue? <laughs> She's like, did they have microphones or anything? I said, no, they just talked. That's how small. I mean, it's comedy in its purest form. Listen, guys, I don't know if you know, comedy shows were not always Kevin Hart with fireworks at the United Center. Okay. It used to be just somebody standing up in front of you telling jokes. Right. That was it. It was like observations and you left. So I told her, I said it was interesting because gosh, how many comics did they rotate? Maybe five or six. I think like, yeah, five, six, maybe doing like, uh, you know, three to four minute sets a piece. No, they were a little bit longer than that. Trust the person who was less inebriated, three oh, to four okay. minutes apiece. Um, so they rotated these comics through, and I told my sister, I said, yeah, you know, some of them were really polished and just, you know, boom, 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 joke, joke, joke. Yeah. That's my time. Thank you. And I said, there were others who seemed very uncomfortable with the venue. And one of them was a guy who did not like cats, which oh, I yeah, that said. Oh, that was funny. That was I, funny. I said, I'm like, his whole bit... I was like, I don't like cats. It was, and that was, I'm like, that's hilarious that you're doing a gig yeah. at a cat fae. Which goes to show you how desperate comics are for yes. an audience. They could be like, listen, um, there's a neo-Nazi group holding a birthday party. You want to do five minutes? And they're like, fuck it. Why not? I'll yeah. do it. Why not? No one record. Um, and this guy was, he was hilarious when he wasn't totally distracted by these cats. It's cats, like yeah. he was waiting for them to attack him because that was his joke is he's like, I don't trust cats. They're like that sketchy friend and you get on their bad side and they throw knives at you. Sure. And so he was just, all these cats are wandering around and it was like he was waiting for one of them to just, like just pounce on him. him yeah. And I told her, I said, the funniest part for me at least was that while he's making these jokes and like I said, he would have been even more hilarious if he just kept going, but he was distracted. So he stopped a lot and like... <laughs> He would look around like, again, he was waiting for them to pounce. One cat stood in the middle of the room right in front of this guy. And I saw it coming because I have cats. Starts breathing heavy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, this cat's going to yak in the middle of the room. I shit you not. Three different rotations of yakking didn't get anything up in the middle of the room right in front of this guy. And like he could not focus. It was like this cat was testing him. And the cat never got anything out but a little bit of phlegm. Like, there was no hairball. But it was the... I mean, just the whole thing was hilarious. I assume has to be less annoying, which is normally the people they have to deal with, which are just fucking drunk hecklers that, you know, think they want to be a part of the show or get, you know, offended by some 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 joke about something that was the funniest joke in the, of the night by the way and uh any comic much like george costanza uh knows when to leave on a high note um you know uh, uh, you, you leave when the room is laughing no one wants to be that guy and he had a great joke that he ended on and it, and, and it was a cat uh again room work right this wasn't part of his set total yeah. just i'm observing and just reporting in front of you there was a, a comic who was wearing a set of cat ears, right? Get yes. it funny, ha-ha, because we're doing a cat night, so it's a cute, you know, it's a female comic. She's got the little cute kitty ears. And I shit you not, above her, without her knowing, in the, <laughs> in the back of the room, she's sitting there waiting for her time to go on, and, and this comic's getting ready to close, and he's like, look at this. There's this cat 
perched above her. And he's on a catwalk. Yeah, yeah, and he's staring at her, right? And she looks up like, oh shit, there's that cat looking at me. And uh I think the joke was, Oh, that cat's looking at you, like, what the fuck's with the ears, man? Our culture is not your costume. You're not appropriating right? my culture. Yeah. I'm like, that's funny. It See, was hilarious. Funny. Especially because I'm pretty sure that guy was like native, right? So like he knows <laughs> about motherfuckers are you know yeah. taking your culture and making it a costume. I laughed my ass off. It was fun though. It was it was so much fun, and like I said, some of the comics they were all funny. Some were just really uncomfortable yeah. being around that many. Well, cats. and I think I think one and it was also a very close venue. Like we were sitting right in yeah. front of them. It was very person to person. Um, and I think one of them brought up the obvious, and this is the reason why they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, they said, "Boy, it's a lot easier when people are drunk." Yeah. Like the drunker they are, the easily more. And now there's a fine line, right? Because, and I know this too from being a former nightclub DJ. There's nothing worse than the first couple hours. When and, nobody's, everybody's still sober yeah. and trying to have a good time. Yeah, right. Like you're playing music. No one's loose enough. And like in the bar world, you'd always wait for that magic hour. But then the problem is by the end of the night, it's gone from magic hour to sloppy hour. And again, we get back to the get the fuck out of our place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, comics, I feel like. They enjoy the aspect that most comedy takes place in alcohol-fueled environments. Yes. That's what pays the bills. That's why all the comedy clubs yeah. say two-drink minimum, right? Got to buy drinks. Because that's how, I mean, you know, because um, you're not paying 50 bucks to fucking come in. They got to make money somehow. Um, but I feel like comics, they, they benefit from that environment. Yeah. And it's a little weird when they don't have it because that yeah. was a sober room. That was a sober room. It wasn't until the end. And you're right. Like everybody was, and and that was the thing. At the end, everybody was starting to rile loose. up, yeah. and then it was like, you gotta go, you gotta leave. <laughs> By the way, Chatty Kathy over here. I get her out of the uh, cat fang, right? Like the the fucking place is closing down. I promise, like like a little kid. I promise her we'll come back. It's like <laughs> taking a kid from the playground. I loved it. I promise we'll come back. <laughs> we just gotta get to the car right now. So we're leaving this thing, right? Little, you know, buzzed up AJ. And we're walking out with your friends, who, again, your friend, uh, much like me, came right from work. Yes. And and she works like an exhausting job. She's like a nurse. Yeah, yeah. She works right? like a, a real, like, stressful yeah. job. And so we're walking out to the to the to our cars and, you know, the couple that we're with, we probably heard them talk about us, but AJ literally grew up with them. Like, they went to fucking high school together. Yeah, it's it's like not to get too into it, but I we've known each other for like decades. Yeah, so it's we not like to, new people. They're from Wisconsin and we all just happen to live here. So it's not like, you know, new friends. No, these are people I've known forever. Very comfortable with yes. them, right? So we're leaving. And you know, you walk out to the fucking cars and you know, normally it's old, hey ho, see you later. And holy fuck, man. A couple hits into a joint AJ. If she couldn't talk to the cats, she was going to talk to her friends. Her friend was damn near falling asleep standing up, and AJ's still going. You know what? It though? was so awesome. It was it was awkward because like it's one of those things where you show up. It's like going to a, it's going to a show with friends. Yeah, you show up and you sit down for a show and you don't really catch up with them. You 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 don't hang out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, listen, I know my Jenny. I've known this girl for a long time. Yeah. We're, we're both always tired, yeah. but we always want to hang out. Like, she'll, she'll listen to you, right? We, and when you guys were in Iowa and she came over for dinner, I mean, we were both, again, damn near asleep. Yeah. We were watching, you know, home movies from <laughs> 1992, eating tacos together, half asleep, still having a blast. You know, we're laugh. just both tired moms. I seriously, so. like, I'm, I'm just sitting there and it was very reminiscent um, when I was a child, you know, my, my mom could talk to a tree. Like, that was my mom's thing. My mom was bipolar, too. Didn't have a lot of social interaction. And and when she did, she had no filter. And oh, yeah. She had no... She was all in. There was no awareness yeah. of maybe the other person's no, no. done talking. I mean, you know, if you've ever worked telemarketing and you've gotten that person on the phone that got you yelled at by your management because they're like, why were you on a phone call for 73 minutes today <laughs> trying to sell internet to someone? And they go, I don't fucking know. I called this lady, and before I know it, she's telling me about, like, the 70s. I don't know if I've ever told you that, by the way, but when you and I first got together and then I got pregnant. Yeah. Oh, did you call my mom? Your mom called me. Uh, and she would call me when I was at work at the zoo. Okay. 
and I would always say, like, call me back on my break, and she would. And then I'd have to say, my break ended 45 minutes ago. I have yeah. to go. And she'd keep going. She'd never stop, Like, yeah. she didn't care that I, I'm like, I have to, like, I literally have to go back to work. It was ridiculous. So I have, like, these core memories of being a little child, realizing, like, Jesus Christ, my mom, like, we need to go. My mom won't shut the fuck up. To, like, growing up um, to where I was more aware of it, and I'd be like, Mom, you know, we really, you know, I don't think this person, you know, has the time. We need to you know, go. And I transported myself back to that time because I'm sitting there and I'm like, we need to leave. I think she's talking a little bit too much. We need to go. All right. I'm looking at them. I think they want to go. Do I say something? Do I just, it was so funny because I'm sitting there like, why am I so, where's this feeling coming from? Then I'm like, oh, I'm triggered. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little kid again. <laughs> That's why. Because it's my mom. But no, you're, you're, you're very enjoyable and you just don't talk about your problems much like my mother did with anyone who oh, would listen. Yeah, no. But, you no, know. it was a lot of fun. It was just, it was such a cool it was a good time. event. I'm trying to talk AJ, by the way, coming back from it. Maybe it's because she was a few puffs in. Um, you know, she said that, that, that line that a lot of folks say, like, you know, I've always wanted to, to, to try stand up before right and of course i literally hand her a flyer which was handed to us by one of the comics that goes hey i host this open mic night you can come on down just check it out or get on stage you know why because i feel like and i think i think everybody's like this to a point somebody's probably told you at some point in your life you're really good at something yeah and you never explored it why are you rolling your eyes um what's the one thing that they told you is good i've been told i'm funny my entire life yeah I was voted the funniest person in my high school class. And you've literally made a life out of entertainment. Yeah, so that's I, true. So I would say you actually probably took the advice, well, right? I did, but I also... Like you want, I mean, radio's not about being a stand-up, no. but it is. A, you have to be an entertaining person to some shape or form. But I also, you know, maybe it's because I spent so much time in radio with Pat. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> would tell us, <laughs> yeah. oh, I could do your job. Well, yeah, sure. And so I don't Very want devaluing, and it yeah. was so offensive after a while. I mean, yeah. they literally acted like I, you can leave. I'll hit the mic button and just go and do your job. In and case, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause it's that fucking easy. In I'm case sure. you were wondering uh, how doctors have been feeling since 2020. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> Everyone, I could do your job. I Googled it. I fucking went on WebMD. So, so I don't want to be one of those people who says because I. So can you don't do, want to insult comics. No, I don't want to. Like when I say I want, to, I I kind of want to try stand up. It's not to insult comics and say I'm good enough to do it. I'm just curious if I can. Yeah. And if I can't, that's totally fine. It's a to, well, from what I've heard, kind of a horrific life choice. No, 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 it's, it's, it's a terrible. I mean, it's it's worse than radio. Like I mean, which I, is so sad because <laughs> comics. I mean, comics bring so much joy to so joy, many yeah. people, and they barely, if they get paid if at all, do. if they get paid, it's nothing. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about that with Jenny and JJ, that just like so many comics, like, look at Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams was hilarious for decades and brought so much joy to people, and he was so miserable towards the end. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always the old thing with the uh, the uh, uh, crying clown, right? Yeah. Is, is Is that that's why... Uh, before comics, they were clowns, and why did people become clowns? Because they were somehow trying to solve. Yeah, they were. They were something within them was broken and sad. So I want to bring joy to other people, and I feel like there's well, there's a lot of that in in all artistry, right? Like yeah. with songs, music. Well, we, even the one the the one comedian. Um, oh, she on, was, she was doing parody songs. Well, no, no, not not her. I liked her though. No, I know she was funny. No, the one who the she opened up with. I'm an alcoholic. Oh yeah, and her whole bit was I'm I'm a recovering alcoholic. Like all the fucked up things she did when she was an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. and she was totally comfortable talking about it and yeah. I'm sure it was therapeutic. Yeah. But you know when I say I want to try stand up, I'm not saying I want to try to make this a career. I mean you just want to try it once in your life. I yeah, I do. I think it would be fun to get up. I just the writing scares me because when I'm under pressure to write something, yeah. I can't. I am so like if, if it hits me, I can sit down and write forever. But if you're telling me to write a joke, I can't do I mean it. the phrase that I've heard a lot in comedy and this is where, you know, you probably, like you said, where people had told you before when you were a radio person, like, oh, I could do your job. Um, where with the comedy thing, sometimes people are like, oh, I could do your job. People say that I'm funny. And they say there's a difference between people who are funny and people who can make things funny. Yeah. And that's kind of the difference between, like, your Uncle Joe, who's a funny guy at all the parties and has all the quick, you know, quips. But if you were to put him on, like, this podcast, he'd just be like, mm-hmm. hey, where me and you, we've had comics 
who are probably in the hallways, pretty goddamn socially awkward. Yeah. Don't talk to many people. Look kind of weird. God, half those comedians didn't even talk to each other the other night. <laughs> and then we put them on a microphone like on our morning radio show and they fucking destroy it yeah. for six minutes because they know these are this is funny. I've written this stuff. Let me make everyone laugh for six minutes and then I'm going to get out of here. I mean, here. the only reason I think I might be okay is because I'm not afraid of a microphone. So many people are Well, you're not terrified. afraid of people. I'm not afraid of people. I'm not afraid to talk in front of people. Yep. I'm not afraid of a microphone. And there's a lot of people who say, I'm funny. I can do that. And then they a mic, you put a mic in their face Freaks and people out, yeah. around them and they just shut down. I learned that very much as a young radio person where, you know, you're always taught as a young radio guy, like, you know, to find these stable of characters, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you meet people who are fucking characters, like get them on a roll of decks because they may be useful for something at some point in time. And I used to do that a lot early in my career. And then I realized how many of them were funny or entertaining yeah. in, in whatever context I knew them. Them, whether it was they worked at the fucking gas station that I used to stop at or they were a bartender where I used yeah. to drink at. Once you got them in front of people or a mic or anything, then then they shut down. I, so you have yeah. a, a, a huge advantage. I do. And to I where also, you're comfortable with people. I realize I try my shit out on people. And I realized yeah. it yesterday at the dance competition because I. Yeah, we you, all got material. like Well, that. yeah, I, there are people. I mean, these are people I see once every few months and we all take a few minutes to catch up. You know, it's 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 great camaraderie. But I always, you know, when I when they say how you doing and what's going on with you and I tell them something that I, you know, told 20 other people. And I get their reaction out of it and see what their reaction is. And I realize, oh, my God, am I trying out material on you? Like, I did that. I was talking about uh, somebody asked how my dad was doing. And I'm like, oh, you know, he had his leg cut off because, you know, diabetes. And I joked about how he said, well, I, you know, I've lost 18 pounds. And I said, yeah, because they cut off your leg. You didn't go on a diet, you know, like, and all all these people laughed about it. There you we go. Suck. Thank you. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Give it to me again. Give it to me again. <laughs> My dad got his leg cut off and said, well, it's good. I lost all this weight. And I said, it's because you got your leg cut off, not because you were on a diet. There you go. There you go. And like everybody laughed and then I realized, oh my God, am I trying out material on people? Yeah. Is this what I'm doing? That's, I mean, it's I'm, so odd to I, have that realization. I, I would, um, I would be lying if I said I haven't done the certain same thing. Like I have well, one. Well, I watch you do it because I'm married to you. Oh, so God, no, she knows all my material. I do. When he starts in on something he said to me like 300 times, I'm like, I can check out. Do I know you the think line. it's so funny when other people find it entertaining? Are you just sitting there like, oh fuck, I've heard this no, so many times. Yes and no. I'm like, oh my God. God, I can't believe anybody would still laugh at this, but I also think it's because they it's because they haven't heard it. I live with the guy. Like, I got he a, tries um, the shit out on me all the time, and I'm like, you already made that joke. I got a good one now that I'm doing with a lot of clients, <laughs> and the one that I'm doing with clients is because, uh, you know, uh, you know, therapist, counseling, not everyone yeah. the most comfortable when you first meet someone. You got to try to form a little bit of a bond. So I always have a little disarming joke and I, I tell them about myself, a little bit of my background. And then I go, you know, I'm originally from Chicago and um, well, like all Chicago people, we hit 35 and we have to move to Arizona. <laughs> and then like usually if they're an Arizonan, they get it. They laugh or they smile at least and they nod their head because if you don't know, the same way there's a pipeline between like New York and Florida, yeah. there's a fucking pipeline between Chicago and the Arizona. The Midwest just kind of in general. Yeah, but I mean, Chicago has this yeah. imprint here. There's Chicago it, it restaurants is, yeah. here. Um, you know, the whenever any of the Chicago teams come to town, it's like there's more of their jerseys yeah. than anyone else's. So that joke, like it works. It works. And, and, and I would... I wouldn't have kept it had it not worked. But the fact that I see so many people like laugh when I say it to them for the first time, I go, okay, that's a good one. Well, and I thought about it too. And I'm like, you can what? steal that one for your act. Oh, by thank the way. you so much. No I problem. appreciate see? it. I told her I'll, I'll help her write it. By the way, I said, I'll, really I'll help write your act. Stuff. I, I think it would be, and I've said this, I think it would be easy for me to get up there because I'm not from here. Uh-huh. That's an easy way to start it. I'm not from here. I'm from the Midwest. And that's just that, that sure. just opens a door. And I, I mean, I would say take uh, material like that, things from your hometown that you didn't realize were, you know. Um, like the bar on every corner shit in Wisconsin. <laughs> well, we were just watching a great stand-up um, from a Chicago cat, and he was doing it at Zany Chicago, but he uh, talked about how he spent time in L.A. and how he said, by the way, if you've only drank in Chicago, just know that when you go to L.A. and try to drink like that, they want you to go to rehab. Yeah, something's wrong with you. And then, like, he did this whole routine about how basically much more Chicagoans drink than people in L.A., which is true because of a lot of things, but one of them being 
L.A. shuts down their bars at 1.30. Yes. Chicago, because we're fucking crooked and stupid, we don't shut our goddamn bars down until 5 o'clock in the morning. That's scary. There's no fucking reason. I have found Pat at a bar at <laughs> oh, 5 o'clock in the morning Because it was fucking normal to me. Like, it was normal to me in Chicago that... He no- was, like, half passed out in the booth. I was yeah. like, it, the sun's coming up. What yeah. is your problem? So, you know, I mean, like, that that was a funny material because he's talking about, you know, this is stuff that's native to me, and then yeah. I went to L.A., and it was not. So I feel like with you being a Wisconsinite in Arizona, that's kind of... There's a lot of rich mining ground there. Yeah, there right? is. I don't know. I, 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 I don't <laughs> you know. Didn't, you didn't realize that they were, you know, like that existed with uh, waist smaller than 42 or something, yeah. you know? I'm a bullet point kind of person. Like, I think it, I, I would have a hard time writing a joke down. But if I write down bullet points, I can talk about them and make jokes from there. Yeah. The, just the writing a joke by itself. It's kind of like radio people. There, uh, We used to know radio people um, who would write out their entire break. Yeah. Like, you know, when they when they come out of a song, you know, whatever, Z106.5. And then everything they say after that is written down. They write it down, which for me is the – to me – the that's the equivalent to like fucking paint by numbers. Like there's no creativity to no. it to me. Um, where I just get on a on a microphone and we just fucking go. We we were bullet point jocks. We would say yeah. we're going to talk about this and then we'd just go. And I would know guys at every. I mean, from from the the to the coming up to it was all typed well, out in front of them. And I struggle with that now, like with podcasts, because I know there are six million podcasts out there. I'm still not that into podcasts. Yeah, I think I'm a broadcast snob because the ones I've listened to. Either they're really bad and these people don't know how to carry on a conversation. They they don't speak well. Yeah. You know, they're just boring to listen to. Or, and I'm not going to lie to you, it was super obvious. I did listen to uh, the Meghan Markle podcast once. Like 10 minutes of it. We just spent our whole last podcast yeah. arguing about how much you hate America's princess, Meghan Markle. I'm not going to get into this And again. you listen to her podcast? But I'll tell you, no, I listen you to like You are like minutes. those people that hate Howard Stern, and then they listen to Howard Stern I love day. Howard Stern, and I listen to him every day. <laughs> no, I was like, I, I got to listen to this because yeah. everybody's talking about it. What did you discover? She, she's, she writes everything. She's acting. It is so obvious yeah, that sure. she's reading and acting it out. There's no spontaneity. There's nothing. And I said, that which sucks. Is, but I mean, which is kind of a thing. Have you ever listened to a lot of those um, true crime prod, uh, podcasts? Yes. And, I, and that was Same the other thing. thing. They write out, everything is written out and they read it like a script. It's yeah. all very like I'm narrating um, a story from the old uh, orphan. It's like an audio book. Yeah. So, yeah it's, it's like an audio book. But it goes, I just don't get into that. Like it, for me, I'm like, no. This is, yeah, this is the thing we're doing, which by the way, not everyone can do and I can hang no, my. I, I understand that. Um, one of the coolest people ever, John Tesh. Yeah, that's right. John Tesh. When we were talking to John Tesh before, because we really cool guy, fucking great guy, and one of the best interviews we John ever Tesh, got to cool do. John Tesh, cool guy. Um, but John Tesh was just talking to us like off the air about whatever, and um, we, were, we were talking radio, and he kind of dumped the sugar on what we do. He goes, you know, I do this John Tesh radio show, and you know, I have producers, I have researchers. They kind of come up with these. You know, I, I think he does like what is like feel good radio or and whatever I've, the fuck. Yeah, I've listened to his show. It's really good. It's it's really it's good, great. but it, it is. Scripted. It is scripted, and, and and he says for me that works, and and he's like I couldn't do what what you guys do, where it's like this personality thing. He goes for me that just doesn't compute, and so you know it's it's like whatever works for you, right? Like like if if but some of them is you know it's a little you know. Well, that's one thing I very much agree with Howard Stern on is he dumps on the podcast world a lot because he says pretty much like you know not everybody's meant. To sit in front of a mic yeah. and do, you know, a, a four-hour show or a 45-minute Nobody, not everybody. Four hours, yeah. Some people yeah. need to, less is more, right? Um, and he's like, you know, it's it's hard to go back and forth with somebody and just keep, like, we we have nothing written down here. Yeah, no, We've been I mean, talking for 47 minutes, my God. But he, you know, he's like, just because you have a mic doesn't mean yeah. you should get on there and try to do a podcast. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Well, nobody, you know, now that you say it, I feel like it's kind of, um, and, and these clips are great now because, again, we have the internet. It's, it's a way to share them. But it's kind of like how uh, every town has a community-based, what we call low-power um FM, AM, or TV station, yeah. right? There is a, a community access, right? We used to call it uh, public TV, whatever it is. There's, oh, yeah, our college news show was yeah. on uh, public access. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, but, but there's some 88.7 either ran by a college or a community through grants that allows anyone to get on, right? And the thing was, 
You would never hear those people. And yeah. maybe you scan by them fast, but then you knew that all the, the stuff you really like is further up on yeah. the dial. Um, and that was kind of limited to where you were geographically. Yeah. Now imagine every low-power FM, every community access television station that lets anyone on, you now can hear them all Yeah, from where you live in Arkansas. Not just the ones in Little Rock. You're hearing every, and that's what I- You're hearing the really good and the really bad from everywhere. Everywhere. So, yes, you have access to the Breakfast Club from New York and, you know, Elvis Duran, but you also have access to uh, Joe Mama's Joe Show talking cooking and NASCAR. Yeah. You know, and and I think you just have access to more shitty stuff. So- Of course, people are like, oh, this all kind of sucks. But there is you- nothing worse than like, scan- like I really, I've tried, you guys. I scan for podcasts. I do love true crime. I love supernatural stuff. I like yeah. Irish dance. I mean, it's just all the little things. There's podcasts for everything. And I get excited and I click on it. Yeah, it's And tough. within three minutes, I'm like, this is terrible. It has to be. I can't do it. It definitely has to be. Um, for me, it's two things. It's quality of subject yeah and time so i have found one or two music not ones. audio quality huh no well see now i'm assuming i'm assuming that's already taken care of yeah right which is true there are some people that try to record podcasts off their phones and they sound terrible yeah, they, they put it in a voice memo and i'm like holy shit yeah. are you kidding me so let's assume that all that okay. stuff works i've been able to listen to a couple that are like these yahoos who um they uh, it calls this is why your band sucks or something, but it's like they review albums uh, from the past, which okay. is kind of cool because they're not really old albums. It'll be like the hey Metallica's Black album. Yeah. Let's go through this album. And there's one guy that loves it, one guy that hates it, and it's like 25 minutes long. I can do that, yeah. right? As opposed to when they're like, you know, who are these guys? Um, you know, I mean, kind of like the Joe Rogans or the like Joe Budden, you know, like these guys who have these big podcasts with these big guests. And, uh, you know, that I'm like, I don't got fucking four hours. Like, I'll watch yeah. I'll watch the clip that you upload yeah. on YouTube. Like, I think Joe Budden just had on one of the Navy SEALs who killed Bin Laden. Okay. Which That's I could cool. listen to that fucking tale. It's fascinating, yeah. Like, like, it's, like it's the night before Christmas. You could tell it to me a million times. I'll sit there like a little kid, like, tell me more. And then you took the helicopters into Pakistan. And then what happened? But, like, you know, I didn't listen to Joe Budden's two-and-a-half-hour-long podcast yeah. with this guy. I listened to the clip that was uploaded to YouTube that says, listen to this guy tell the story. Yeah. Of the night they went and got Bin Laden. Well, and that's how, like, the Howard Stern show is set up on Sirius. Is Give me that, clips, baby. Yeah, I mean, they talk for I don't know how many hours. It's, it's weird when it's not terrestrial radio. You there don't no keep limits. track. Yeah, yeah. But on the Sirius app, it, it breaks it down by bits. And if oh, they have I chapters, don't, yeah. yeah, if I don't want to listen to an interview or I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to listen to, you know, Ronnie Munn bitch again yeah. and yell at everybody, I can skip all that stuff. And just pick what I want. They do the same it's thing. Just, it's it's a la carte now. Everything's a la carte. God, that is true. It is kind of like the iTunes. It's like streaming. Yeah, it's it's, it's very much the iTunes version it's, of. I don't want the whole album. Yeah, give me like the one big hit song. It's right? our um. It's 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 our attention span. It's our- <laughs> like remember when we were kids and you used to have to just sit through it and wait to yeah. to get to what you wanted. Fuck yeah. Now you can just get to what you want get all what the time. Wanted. So I'm I don't sh- think it's a good so, thing. But it so is. hold on, I'm sure as we sit here and talk about attention spans. As our podcast closes in on 53 minutes. Holy shit, this is a long one. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm sure everyone's still listening, still right? here? Uh, Hello? The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.